We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. This week after... My Ashley series, I had to bring back newlyweds and do a Jessica episode because I know that you Jessica girls out there are just like, when is newlyweds coming back? So I had to have a return guest on for this. One of my favorite guests, one of your favorite guests. I do believe this is his third appearance on my podcast. Everybody, please welcome back the host of Jesse's Girls, Jesse Chambliss. Oh my gosh, I was hearing applause in my head. <laughs> it's there, it's there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I felt it. Thank you for having me on again. I love your show, as you know, and I love being here. And I can't believe you've asked me back again. And so, yeah, I, I'm just really ready to get into the whole everything. Return of Jessica. Yes, thank you so much for coming back. I love talking to you. I feel like I could talk to you for like 10 hours straight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... It just made sense that we did an Ashley episode, we did a Lindsay episode, and we had to do a Jessica one. Yes. And this one today is called The Traveling Newlyweds. So we're going to talk about your experience with newlyweds and Jessica specifically. But first, if this is anyone's first episode or maybe they haven't heard your podcast before, why don't you just go ahead and tell everybody about it? Absolutely. So... My podcast, uh, Being the Leo That I Am, is all about my favorite pop stars and the topics that I want to talk about. And, um, you know, Leah knows she's been on my show. I like to talk about subjects as opposed to going um, chronologically. So uh, I, I hop around, I kind of popcorn and talk about different aspects of their lives. So like I did a, a Hillary season and I've done a Lindsay Lohan season and talked about the things that I wanted to talk about, you know, because um, it's really something that I'm using as a creative outlet and to get to talk to really wonderful people. Podcasting is how I got to meet you, which I love, Yay. and some of the other people that are in our little shared universe, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I think it's just a fun time. It's it's a fun listen, just like um, Ashley and Jesse cast. And uh, you get to explore some of your favorite memories, hopefully learn something new as well. Yes. And I love that. I love your whole philosophy with your podcast. And, it, you know, Leos 
are my sister sign. I'm an Aries. So mm-hmm. I, t- I totally get it. Like I have to be passionate about what I'm talking about. I can't like sometimes people just will bring up like a totally random topic from the early 2000s. And just because like this is associated with early 2000s, they're like, you have to do an episode on this. And I'm like, I have no <laughs> interest. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? It has yes. to be it has to be what I'm passionate about. So I totally get that. And mm-hmm. um, I just did an episode with you. Well, I guess it was a few months ago now, but for the Lindsay series on Samantha, and I thought it was great how focused it was because I feel like you and I were doing Lindsay series at the same time. And if we had the same style, that could have gotten really repetitive. I know there's people that listen to both of our podcasts and that probably would have been like boring, but because we have such different styles, I feel like everybody just loves all of it. And it's like two different perspectives, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And your series was so good because you are such a researcher. You Mm -hmm. really, you really, really, really know your stuff. I like to just kind of commentate and, (laughs) um, you know, but it's great because you can get both sides. Yeah, no, that it's perfect because some people don't need 15 hours of Lindsay, you know, <laughs> like some people are like, oh, yeah, like I like her. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll listen to an hour, two hours here and there, little thing. And I'm like, no, I need the whole story. Like what what did she wear coming home from the hospital? You know what I mean? Like, do you know what did you dress her in? You know, I need pictures. I need a second opinion. Like I need it all. So and I don't even the thing is, I don't even include every single little detail. Trust me, like the episodes are so much longer before. I cut them down and then they're still really long. It's too much. It's like her, everything her about life, her is so overwhelming. No, you're so much smarter than me the way that you did it. Mine it, is. Mine drained me and I didn't even go <laughs> as deep as yours did. Oh my gosh. It was draining. No, you're so. I, um, I'm going to finish it. Like, I still haven't finished it. I left off at like 2011, 2012. Yeah. And I'm like working on it now. I'm trying to make like the end of it not as long because obviously, like, she hasn't had as much going. I mean, she still had like everything going on, but like as far as <laughs> interviews and, you know, media events and movie premieres and movies in general, like she hasn't had as much going on. So I think I'm going to make like the big feature of the end of it, Oprah, and then we'll do like a few, I don't know, I'm trying to round up like the last few years of her life into something that is easily digestible and it's just like not but (laughs) right maybe I should give your series a listen again and like get some tips on how not have to report on everything but like I said I love your podcast as well I'm so happy that you started this podcast this year and you guys should go check it out because you've done Hillary Lindsay and then are you did you just tell me or you you did announce it right I did announce it yeah yeah, season three is going to be girl groups. Yay. And the format's going to be a little bit different. So Ooh, okay. yeah, I think so it'll be fun. Why did you choose girl groups for your third topic? I wanted to – I feel like Hillary and Lindsay were two sides of the same coin, right? They they were so interconnected for so many years in their careers. But there, there are so many other – musical acts and artists that I love and I thought that this would be a nice switch up before we go into a single person again Mm -hmm. and I can talk about different types of girl groups hip-hop pop R&B 90s 2000s you know so I think there's a little bit more variety and kind of keep things fresh 
I think that is a brilliant idea, actually. <laughs> Watch now. Okay, um, guys, I have to announce I'm doing a series on girl groups. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would be crazy if we just constantly parallel of like. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Don't worry. I'm not doing a girl group series, so you guys will have to tune into Jesse's Girls for that. And do you have a number one favorite girl group of all time? Can you reveal that? Oh. <sighs> Uh, no, I think that there's nuance with some of the, the groups that I'm going to feature. So I'm just going to hold that tight, my personal opinions about them. Hmm. Okay. But also, if your listeners want a taste and, you know, want you to be a part of it, Leah's going to be on an episode. I mean, that's spoiler alert. <gasps> so. Yay! I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. based on what we just talked about, I think yes. I can figure it out, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say, oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah, Yay. you're going to you're gonna be that. You're going to be that for me. Oh, hmm. that topic, honey, you better. You better I know. I'm going to strap clear in. Clear out your hard drive, okay? Because <laughs> like I am going to have a lot to say. <laughs> but you know me, I'm subject focused. So part of the format is I'm going to give a lot of information in one episode and then with a guest I want to talk about something very specific so that's no that's good because I should be reeled in just in general (laughs) I feel that that's the best thing for everybody so (laughs) I love the (laughs) self-awareness no for real I mean I totally get it like I think it's best if we just if you're like okay we're talking about January 9th of this one year and then I'll be fine if it's just one day I can probably get it down to an hour so (laughs) well well I'll let, I'll give you a heads up. Don't you worry. You'll be okay. prepared. All right. I'm so excited for that. So as far as Miss Jessica Simpson goes, can you talk about your memories of her coming out and how you became a fan of her? Yeah. So I was an early adopter. Um, pretty much the first single. I was very much in the world of all of that pop music. And so I was like, okay, great another one. I love this. Um, not another one is in like the same, but like another type of artist that I know I'm going to like based on the music that she's putting out. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in love with you really solidified me because I knew the sample that she was using because of my parents, you know, listening to that type of music. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And, and I stuck with her. I, I didn't know, I don't know every album by heart or anything like that. Um, but I would say I'm a person who has, at least followed her. Um, I've read Open Book, you know, so I I think I can call myself a solid fan. Of course you can, mm-hmm. for sure. And I'm with you. I was an early adopter as well, as I'm sure most of my listeners know from the first single. I was just like, I, I felt the same way as you. Like I was like, I think a lot of people, by the time Jessica came out, it was like Britney and Christina were big. Mandy came out almost exact same time as Jessica. And I think people were getting a little bit of fatigue with the blonde singers with the belly shirt. And mm-hmm. I was not at all feeling that. I was like, yes, more. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready. God. Like, it's get, give me another one. Let's go. I know. I felt the same way too. That's why I'm laughing. You're like, <laughs> oh, people were so tired of it. I'm like, couldn't be me. Yeah, no, they have no taste. I I want another can't, – can't we have another, like, set of dueling singer? I, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, look, I think all of the competition is stupid and the labels trying to make all of them exactly like Britney is stupid and I don't want them to fight. But all I'm saying is that, you know, were you or were you not entertained? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was beyond entertained. I was I was fully fixated. I was enamored. I was changed. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I and I know that sounds like a joke, but I'm not joking. <laughs> no, I mean it shaped my life for sure. I mean, look at look at what we're doing right now, you know. Yeah. Do you have a favorite cuz I'm guessing it's not from this episode. Do you have a favorite like newlyweds moment or Jessica moment in general? <sighs> okay. I think the Jessica that I love, which it's been in, featured in Newlyweds, I'm pretty sure, if my memory is serving me correctly. I'm not really like a super patriotic, like serve the troops kind of person. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not anti-military, but I'm just saying like, I'm not like a wave my flag type of person. But mm-hmm. Jessica makes me feel kind of patriotic. And you know, she like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yes. So she loves, I love when she is performing for the troops because I feel like she feels like she is really doing something for her country and like her Southern Belle jumps out. So that's very off brand for me, but I like watching it as an outsider. Yes. I mean, of course, like, listen, here at the Ashley and Jessica cast, we support the troops, but I'm not one of those people like you're saying that's like, you know, always like waving the American flag and is like, America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I love those moments because Jessica is clearly so passionate about it and it really means a lot to her. And she actually even had a soldier on her second Christmas album and she welcomed him on a TV special with her where she, she did a duet with him um yeah yeah i'll be home for christmas and she even um what it was on that tv special and then it was also oh she had him when they lit the tree in rockefeller center okay yes and didn't she talk about some of this in the book too yes yeah she was always really passionate about going over there she did a tour i i'm i think i can't remember if it was Afghanistan or Iraq but I remember in her book she talks about like leaving the first time she was with Nick at the time and she like left for this tour and Mm -hmm. she was literally saying goodbye like remember this is very soon after 9-11 so like this is everyone is still very scared and she was like saying goodbye to him you know just in case and everything I was like oh my god you know like that's it it is a it is a sacrifice and a risk you know it really is yeah that was such an unknown time and she does talk about that and the feelings that that evoked simply because we were in such an unknown territory with how much it was going to change everything like travel you know Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely it was a poignant moment yes i love that that's what you picked that's uh very very emotional and I'm I sure. know <laughs> I'm sure Jessica would appreciate that that one do you remember that outfit that she wore when she had dark hair in like 2001 and she wore like an American flag like leather yes outfit I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> that was a that was a moment for um fashion for her too I remember like when she was performing irresistible there was a lot of uh funky denim pieces that she would wear in different performances which I loved oh my gosh I feel like she was just so like with irresistible a lot of the clothes they were forcing on her but then she also tried to have her own style and her own spin on it so that era is all over the place sometimes she looks like perfection like could not look better and other times it's like girl what happen like do you know do you remember that leather white outfit with the brown buckles and stuff yeah 
and her her hair and her tan is just like you can tell that she came out of the tanning bed perfectly tan and they were like get back in there Britney's more tan you get back under those lights Jessica truly poor thing (laughs) I hate it because I love all of those performances of Irresistible so much she was selling it like you wouldn't even have known really that she wasn't into it until you look back because she really was giving Britney you know the only problem is is that she wasn't Britney so no matter how much you give Britney if you're not Britney it doesn't work you know and Mm -hmm. the label failed to realize that and unfortunately they put out a ton of marketing money on this person that was like trying so hard to please them instead of just being herself and then you know lo and behold a couple years later she's on the couch saying um is this chicken what i have or is this fish and Mm -hmm. it's like oh and then cultural phenomenon (laughs) all she had to do was just be herself and no makeup and baggy clothes like we wasted a lot of money on that but anyway Mm -hmm. but it wasn't wasted because i love irresistible (laughs) me too it's so good i listen to it uh, so much me too me too i've always loved it like since since that era i i loved it but I find myself appreciating that album more like I feel like in the last like since I started doing this podcast I've like really gained a larger appreciation for that whole album. Yeah, cuz I mean even if it wasn't what she was wanting at the time, it, it still happened. We can still listen to it and enjoy it mm-hmm. and it's a really fun album to go back and listen to now. The highs are high, the lows are low, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I enjoy it though. Yeah, there's some like I, like I feel like a lot of the songs on the album are good. They're not amazing, but there's a few songs on there that I really feel are huge standouts like for any pop star of the time. Her song Forever in Your Eyes is like in my top 5 Jessica songs. Really? I love that song and um I also think they were insane that they didn't do a single with Mark Anthony. They had that song There You Were which they both sound amazing yes. on. I mean, they didn't really I mean, a little bit didn't really get any promotion. Oh, I love that song. I know. And she does this weird video with Hype Williams, which like respect, like it's Hype Williams. I get it. That's one of the reasons why I I don't understand why that video isn't better. Like she has, you know, airbrushed on abs. She's just like (laughs) on this spaceship or something. And it's too similar to Irresistible with the future. Like, what do you think of that video? Um, It is, I would say it's memeable. (laughs) yes how about that i think that's gonna be my official opinion on the record okay the thing is i love the song like even jessica she's like basically rapping on it you know in her own way and like she sounds so good in the song like i actually love the message of the song i think it is a good message for young girls you know like stand up for yourself and everything but i don't know it just it was a very weird very weird era Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite jessica song and video can be different or the same Ooh, if we're talking video Mm -hmm. i mean i love the cgi of irresistible and i love her dancing but i mean a public affair has got to take my like the crown for video for me oh how cute i know if we're talking song okay if we're talking single it is irresistible Mm -hmm. if we're talking non-single i mean i loved the public affair album me too. So is it fired up? Is Ooh. it? I know. I'm I'm looking at my um, 
my Jessica faves. Do you say boy or do you say B-O-Y? I say B-O-Y. Okay. Then I would say it's either Fired Up or B-O-Y for my favorite like non-single Jessica song. Oh my gosh. I love that because those are two songs not very popular in the Jessica fan community. Yeah. Well, here I am. (laughs) So I feel like you're seeing past all that and you're like, it's kind of like what you said about your podcast. You're like, I have to just like what I like and people need to deal with it. Yeah, I've grown to be unapologetic about those things. Yes. In my old age, you know? Unapo- <laughs> old age, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, you're an un- unapologetic bitch like Madonna. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I hope Madonna is one of Jesse's girls. I would like to hear a series on her. Oh, I love Madonna. She's one of Yay. my top listened to artists. Oh, mm-hmm. same. Oh my gosh. Okay, so in the future, I will look forward to that someday. Yeah, Madonna might get some love on there. She's It's one of those things. She's such a behemoth. To try and do a season about her, I think, is really daunting to me. Same with, like, Mariah and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll see how I how I kind of twist this universe in the future. <laughs> yes, well, that's why yours, like I was saying, is so great is because you can take somebody like Madonna and just be like, okay, we're just going to focus on her sex book this week. And next week, we're just going to focus on, like, the <laughs> confessions tour. When I asked my audience, I'm doing this Lindsay series, now that you guys kind of get a feel of what that is going to be, who else would you like to have a series on? And a lot of people said Madonna. And I was just like, I can't. That will take me three years. Like, look at what I'm doing with Lindsay, who's 25, 30 years younger than Madonna. Like, I can't do this, guys. So if I ever do a series on Madonna, I'll have to think of something like that. Because I don't – I just truly don't think that I can cover it in the same way. She's just done – she's just done too much. But we love her for that. So – Okay, this week, there has been, speaking of a public affair, there has been a lot going on in the world of Jessica and Ashley, and this is coming out a few weeks later, so now when you're listening to this, this was about three to four weeks ago, but I do think that I still would love to get your opinion on it. Did you see Jessica's event that she did with the roller skates and everything? Yes, I just thought it was really cute how they had the roller girls and everything, but I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see Jessica on those skates. That's absolutely it, right? <laughs> like, And I think that's where some artists, like legacy artists, I'm going to call you know them at this point, are missing the mark. We want to see them doing these things. You know, if you're referencing something from your career, if you're recreating something or someone else is recreating it, like we want to see you as part of it. I know. I'm still shocked that Jessica didn't do the ads for the roller skates. She did a couple of pictures of herself in front of a car wearing Mm -hmm. them, but they did a whole ad in a roller rink that's definitely in LA because I know I've seen other celebrities take pictures there and stuff and they have all these models on the roller skates and no Jessica. And I think that they probably can't use the video to sell the merchandise because she would have to pay Sony. That makes sense. But girl, just get back on the skates. You know what I mean? They could even she could even call one of the girls, like call Christina Applegate, call Eva Longoria, which I don't know if they're on good terms or I don't know what happened there, but whatever. Like, I don't know. Even get Ashley in there. Put on those roller skates and go roller skating, girl. Anything that ties back to that era, people would have loved and eaten up. 
Exactly. The skates alone people loved, right? So it's like if you're not going to actually do anything with it and you're just going to put the skates out and it's going to be a reference, like that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but don't give us that and then like tease that we're actually going to get to see you in the roller rink. I know. I, I really think that she does miss out on a lot of marketing opportunities when it comes to tying her new items with her legacy as this early 2000s pop music surge from back in the day type of artist like I say all the time you know people are still obsessed with dessert beauty like it sells on ebay stuff that people can't even use anymore mm-hmm. sells on ebay because I've people looked it just up want- I mean we look we all at 3 a.m were like thinking of all our regrets and one of them is why didn't I buy more dessert beauty mm-hmm. when I had the chance Yes, when I was a child and I wanted a sensual experience with my partner. Exactly. It's it's yeah. lickable. <laughs> kissable. Yeah. <laughs> it's kissable, it's lickable, or at least it was once upon a time. Now if you do that, that that one guy got kicked off TikTok because it was considered dangerous oh, yeah. for kids. Jer- oh I think gosh. his name is Jeremy Dolce. Yeah, he got kicked off TikTok because they were like, mm, this is too dangerous. Kids might see this and try to eat their lotion. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, Jeremy and I follow each other. Oh my gosh. That is funny. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> drop your TikTok if anyone wants to follow Jesse. Yeah, I'm Cham Breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-E-Y, because the regular way that you spell Breezy was taken by some child in 2012 when I made all my social media. Mm. Mm-hmm. That child should eat some lotion for stealing your name, okay? <laughs> But yeah, if you want to see some soft choreo, that's your place, baby. Mm-hmm. Jesse's yeah. TikTok. Go to the playlists. You'll get what you want. <laughs> but but anyway, what I was saying about dessert is like, I don't understand how she hasn't done a dessert 2.0. Like I totally get she probably can't call it dessert. And there were also some lawsuits there. You know, some customers were chased by bees as well. Um, <laughs> and that whole thing. But why not just capitalize on how iconic it was like she could even put on that outfit because she says that she has everything archived like all her big looks she has in her archives so put that on or something similar that little corset that she wore on the show and get a cupcake and just release like the irresistible fragrance or something you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I know and like I'm just gonna say it again Leah we need to be doing PR for these people but Well, thankfully, Derek, Jessica's biggest fan, was at least chosen for um, that event. He reported on the event with Jessica Simpson style. I know. And so at least that happened because I feel like that is the smartest thing that a brand could possibly do. Hire a fan, not a psycho, but hire somebody like Derek who's like <laughs> normal and but but really passionate and excited about the brand and – you know, because he's the type of person he really does. Like when something comes out, he's like, oh my gosh, you guys, like in our group chat, he's like, look at these boots, look at this blazer, look at this, look at that, you know? And that is exactly the type of person that they should have because you, me, Derek, like I feel like we could literally take any pop star and be like, okay, here's a list of 10 things (laughs) that Mm -hmm. need to happen by the end of today, okay? For me, one of them with Jessica would be use what you already have. Do the sweetest sin lipstick like I want that you're preaching to the choir I hear (laughs) you and when I saw Derek on that post I was like oh I know my god (laughs) I know it's a win for all of us it really is I I couldn't have been happier for him if if I did it myself like it was just 
such a moment. And I love that Jessica appreciates her fans like that because not everybody does. And uh, I'm not saying that celebrities owe us anything or anything like that. But like, I just think that's really cool that instead of being like, okay, we have to reach out to like a really big social media marketing company. And they were just like, oh, Derek, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I know. How fun though. And like, how cool for him. Yes, yes. But speaking of what you said, that we want to see these artists doing it themselves and Uh not, you know, some tribute. Uh This happened last night. Like I said, in real time, you guys are listening. It's a couple weeks ago. But Jesse, do you want to talk about what happened last night? Can you explain to everybody what we're talking about? Oh, my gosh. my I can't even talk through my grin because (laughs) you know I am deeply passionate about Ashley. And so last night at Demi's concert, she was singing uh, La La Land and then transitioned into La La. And Ashley Simpson came out and sang it with her. Yes. And I, my jaw hit the floor. First of all, Ashley, okay, here's why. Okay, can I just tell you why I loved it, Leah? Of course, Mm -hmm. seeing Ashley was incredible. But Ashley now is like pure fashion girl on social media. You know, it's like very curated. It's very cute. She's always like fully put together and done up. And when she got on stage, last night she went full like wacky 2004 black hair like she embodied that youthful performer that she was and bought in so hard she didn't act like she was too cool to be there she she went in at a hundred percent and it made it that much sweeter I it was so cool to see I completely agree. She really, it felt and looked, and by looked, I mean like her body movements and everything. And it it felt and looked like old school Ashley. Like there was no holding back. Like she didn't, I thought that maybe she would be nervous, especially because she sang, if you guys are wondering, she sang live haters. Okay. She sure Um, did. She sure did. And Lala is such a hard song to sing. I would say it's it's definitely her hardest song to sing, actually. like It's screaming. It's screaming. And I'm the type when I'm in the car, I like, you know, I'm singing every word of Ashley's songs. And when Lala comes on, I sometimes I'm just like, like I'm like not actually singing it because it's so hard to sing. And I'm just so happy that she went for it. And she has had a lot of years now that have been like very focused on the kids and she doesn't get out there and perform. And I just feel like this was, such I feel like this was such a huge moment I don't know if you've seen all the articles and stuff coming out but she's getting awesome press from this I love that I had not Mm -hmm. seen anything yeah she's getting such good press it's so funny because I I'm constantly googling Ashley and Jessica just because of this podcast and I'm always looking like up something and for the first time since I started this podcast when I googled Ashley it said trending under her name and I was like (laughs) like (laughs) I love that that's so fun (laughs) I know I was like it's 2004 Ashley Simpson is trending oh my goodness like so I'm really hoping that she's feeling all of this love and attention and she maybe gets a little bit of the bug back and gets her ass in the studio I'll say it yeah girl girl I mean I hope that I've gotten this across with the autobiography series but I just don't know if she realizes how much she means to all of us and how Mm -hmm. much we all still love her so much like it's not 
Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, remember Ashley Simpson? I remember that. That was a long time ago. But for a lot of us, like you and me and Derek and Jackie and so many people out there, like it's it's current. We still are listening to Ashley all the time. Yes, truly so much. And because of what happened last night, I fell asleep to Bittersweet World. So, (gasps) oh, yeah, I was just like, I because what I've become is my favorite Ashley song. So your favorite. I love Uh that your favorite Ashley song ever is from Bittersweet World. You're a true fan, honey. It is. And then it's Surrender. I mean, they're interchangeable for me how much I love them. But yes, those are those are my two faves. One thousand percent. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's it's really hard for me to pick one favorite Ashley song. I yeah. don't know that I have one. That's fair. But I will say that Lala has always been one of my least favorite songs and that did not at all quell the panic good panic that I felt because actually we were I don't know if I'm allowed to say this I'll find out tomorrow I'm recording with Jackie and Derek so Mm -hmm. I'll find out if I'm allowed to say this if not I'll cut it out but we actually found out about this a long time ago from Tina oh (laughs) my gosh so we've been keeping this secret and I cannot tell you how badly I wanted to like announce it or give a hint or something and I couldn't so Last night, just like a couple hours before it happened, I actually posted the picture of her backstage, but like nobody or at her hotel, but like nobody knew what was going on. She just posted like a picture of her in her outfit and I shared it and I put Lala on that post, like on the story post. Mm hmm. And a couple people did like message me and they were like, wait, you posted that before. Like, are were you there? But I'm like, no, I wasn't there. But I heard from someone who heard from someone who that someone is Tina Simpson because Derek was in LA for the Jessica event and him and Jackie, who Jackie's Ashley's biggest fan, mm-hmm. they went to the hideaway, which is Evan's restaurant two nights before or the night before the Jessica event. And Tina happened to be in there and she recognized Jackie right away because Jackie's spent time with the whole family over the years and stuff and she was like so excited to tell her she was like you're gonna die because Jackie like all Jackie ever says when she sees Ashley is girl like you have to do a tour you have to do a tour so it was really cute because Tina was like very excited to tell her that and then she told me and Derek was there of course and we all have just been like panicking all week if I would have known I would have booked a flight (laughs) Are you kidding? I know. I'm not joking. I know. know. It's like, I just hope she realizes how huge it was. Like, I hope to her it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I'll go do this fun thing and then I'll whatever. You know, I hope to her, like, she feels how excited we all are. The scream whenever Demi said Ashley Simpson was so cool. I loved it. I know. Like, just even the way she said it, too, it gives me chills. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm going to see Demi anyway, so I would have booked a flight and just been like, I'll just see you here. That's great. Awesome. Can't oh. Wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just I love Demi so much for bringing that song back into the public consciousness. Yes, me too. And I love Demi's new album. I really do. I like it a lot. I haven't listened to it. Admittedly, I've never been a big fan of hers. Not that I've ever disliked her at all. I just never really got into her. But I do think she has a beautiful voice. And people keep telling me that. They keep saying, like, you have to hear her new album. It's really, really good. And now that I know it's, like, partially Ashley inspired and that she she's talked about before, like, I didn't even realize until this all happened. Like, she's talked about before what a big influence Ashley is on her. I'm like, oh, I have to give that a listen. I'm telling you 
it i don't love every demi album even though i followed the career you know the whole way mm-hmm. uh, there are some albums i just never revisit truly but this one is uh it's it's top tier for her absolutely Ooh, i'm really happy that she's having that comeback after everything that happened because i have watched her documentaries and everything which are just shocking and terrifying and beautiful like her honesty and I mean, I can't even imagine everything that she's been through. So this is so amazing that she's able to come out with such a great album again and do this tour and she's healthy. I'm just very proud of her. Yeah, I fully agree. Okay, so let's get into this episode. As I said, it's called The Traveling Newlyweds. It aired on August 4th, 2004. Jesse, what were you doing around (laughs) August 4th, 2004? Um, I was about to start eighth grade. Aww. What a time. What a time. What a year for me. (laughs) The awkward was like hitting the puberty, the everything was all clashing together. Yeah. Did you have braces? No, I was not a braces kid. Wow. Natural beauty over here. Oh, you stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a terrible haircut though. So, you know. That's okay. Who among us didn't? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So overall, I th- this episode is not my favorite. I feel like toward the end of Newlyweds, it just gets awkward because Nick is not really doing a lot and Jessica's just skyrocketing and they're never together. Yeah. And it's this show called Newlyweds. So like especially this show specifically, the episodes where they're both in totally different places doing totally different things. It just doesn't click the way that the early episodes did. Mm-hmm. So what are your overall, before we get into like a scene by scene type of breakdown, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? I mean, Nick had to just feel so emasculated, I'm sure. Like I remember when he said, Jessica's on tour. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was going to, you know, do what he did in the episode. I was like, oh, buddy. But yeah, not a lot happened. Uh, Jessica had some really funny moments, though. As she always does, funny Mm -hmm. moments and awesome fashion moments, which we'll do a fashion segment at the end as well. But yeah, this is when, look, the guy, I'm not saying he's done poorly in life, but this is when Nick's career really wound down. And I'm not sure that it ever really wound back up. But the next episode after this one is actually like even worse. It's called Nick's Lawn. Do you remember that one? No. Oh, no, I do. I do. He's obsessing over she's gone and so he's obsessing over the lawn, right? Like he's he has a project in at the house. Mhm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. This is ringing a bell for me. I'm like, dude, no matter how much grass you install, like she's not going to love you. Okay? Like yeah. Which, okay, Jessica, if you're listening, I know that you did love Nick and you'll always love Nick and you don't regret the marriage, but let's be honest, at this point, things were really, <laughs> things were not good, as we know from her book, because we're we're two episodes away from the end of Newlyweds and she wrote about how awkward the last episode was in her book, you know, when she, they have to make the Valentine's presents. Yeah. Oh, it's awkward. It really, and you can just feel it too when you're watching this episode. There was a moment when Nick and Drew were talking and they were joking about like how romantic their little getaway was. It, you know, Nick was joking, but he was like, yeah, beat sharing a bed with, and he like didn't even say her name. It just kind of lingered in the air. Yes. Yeah, we're really getting close to the end. 
I'm actually, I was actually um, off before when I said we're two episodes to the end of Newlyweds. We're two episodes to the end of the series, this, uh, this, this season. This season. Okay. And then I feel like the last season is just like, it's the same type of disconnect where Nick is off doing something with Drew and Jessica's filming Dukes of Hazard. And now we know that she was having, if not a full-on affair, an emotional affair. Because I still don't know, Jessica, I love you, girl. Still don't know if I 100% believe. But, you know, I respect her because I feel like not only is she protecting herself there, but, you know, Johnny had a wife at the time and Mm -hmm. a daughter. And, of course, the daughter's going to read that and everything. So I totally understand her holding back. If that is the case, emotional affairs do happen. Like, that that exists, you know. Mm But yeah, it just it just continues in this awkward fashion where I feel like the show isn't as entertaining, but then we still get just like little moments and Jessica really is the saving grace. Like the fact that they felt to even feature as much Nick in this episode as they did is so funny to me because you, you could tell that I feel like you could feel the producers just checking their watch. Trying to find something about what he's doing that would be interesting on camera. <laughs> Can you imagine if it's like at the production meeting, you find out that you have to go with Nick and your coworker who you're like jealous of, they, <laughs> they get to go with Jessica and you're like, damn it, again, I freaking watch Nick surf. Like, ah. Yeah, while Jessica's like touring and filming music videos and mm-hmm. yeah. And she has this kind of attitude through it all, which I love. Like she almost, it's funny because we know how hard she's worked and how long she's been singing and everything. But like in this episode, she kind of almost has this attitude that like, it's almost like every place that she is, she just kind of ended up there and she's like, well, I guess I'll be cute now, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's a little aloof. It feels like people are just kind of like carrying her on strings. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like maybe it was already getting to her. Like it's exhausting, the, though. Yeah, the the schedule and the because at this point she probably didn't realize that they were going to get divorced yet, she, but like she knew it in the back of her mind, like it mm-hmm. was happening enough that she kind of knew it, but she probably was still thinking like, oh, maybe we could work it out or something, and that uncertainty I think one of the worst things is when you're in a relationship and things aren't really right with that person but like just because of life or commitments or whatever you have to go you have to go deal with work or whatever it is and like part of that is a saving grace because you're like okay maybe with some space this will work itself out but also you have that anxiety of I'm getting on a plane right now and we did not resolve our fight and Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's doing or where he's going or you know what I mean it's just like icky Yeah, it's a head game for sure. Mm -hmm. You're balancing not only having such a strenuous schedule, but also the the mental battle that is waging inside of you. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it's, it's... Sorry to interrupt everybody. But if you're loving what you hear in this episode, you might want to subscribe to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast. There you will find all my bonus content. So you will have access to 55 plus bonus episodes, video episodes, and you get all my public episodes a week early ad free and you get them in an extended cut kind of like the director's cut of a movie so if you want some extra content from the ashley and jessicast please go to patreon.com slash ashley and jessicast where you can subscribe at the five dollar or the ten dollar tier you're charged once per month and you can cancel online anytime back to the episode 
so surprising that she was able to have a personality still through all of that. Ugh, because she's the best. Yeah. So it starts at what I think is a tour rehearsal. And she was getting ready for her reality tour, which was amazing. Did you ever see Jessica live, by the way? No. I didn't go to this tour either. I actually have never been to her tour. I saw her open for NSYNC. Okay. So that was obviously the best night of my life and everything since has been really disappointing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was a peak moment for me. And I'm just waiting for something else to happen. So anyways, I've never been to one of her tours either, but there is a DVD of the reality tour. So if anyone out there wants to see it, please watch it because it's so good and she is so amazing in it and she's having so much fun. And I'm so happy that she wasn't dragged down by some stupid newlyweds tour and she was doing her thing. So she's like resting on Nick and Casey is going through all the things they need to do, which is that week. Nick, I wish you were going on the run with us this week. It's going to be really fun. Uh, yes, indeed. Casey, give him the lowdown of my week. Okay. Well, we're taking the red eye to New York, landing, getting on a helicopter, doing QVC for 15 minutes, getting back on a helicopter, <laughs> flying back to New York Monday night, fly to Phoenix Wednesday morning, rehearse, fly to New York Thursday night, fly home Monday. Both of us will be sick. We're going to take care of us. That's be fun. While you're in Fiji. After the swim with sharks. You know, flying to New York and then getting on a helicopter, which like where? Because I know that QVC, was it QVC or HSN that she was on? I'm pretty sure it was QVC. Yeah, I know they shoot in Florida, but they must have other offices and stuff and studios because I don't think she would have flown to New York and then helicoptered to Florida, right? I know I'm pretty sure. Well, now it might have been different back then, but I'm pretty sure they also film in Philly. Okay. So that that might have made sense if she was in New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then she went to Arizona and then back to California. And Nick is going to the Kelly Slater Invitational, which is so funny because he does not surf. Like they normally, I thought they invite celebrities to that that are actually like, if not surfers, they're athletes in some way. So it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, watch Michael Jordan try to surf. You know, we normally see him dominating and let's see if he can surf and I guess like it was the same idea like oh Nick's a singer so whatever yeah <laughs> I'm I like and Drew <laughs> oh my Drew I can't so like y- y'all just come on down to the island <laughs> oh my gosh congrats 90 degrees fans you you got something this episode they were shirtless I guess yeah so Then they have this scene where Jessica is running late and the guy, their driver is like waiting on the stairs looking like he hates life. And I'm like, you get to be in the car with Jessica Simpson. Like you're going to hear at least 10 like really hilarious things that make no sense. Like you're lucky. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that they, well, I know for a fact that they dub in at least one line that's from another episode. But one thing that they do on this show very notoriously is if you do not see Jessica or Nick's mouth moving, there is a chance that they did not say that at the time and they were asked to say it later or it's just from another scene and they randomly pull it and put it wherever they want. And so I'm not saying that Jessica was the most punctual person ever, but I know for a fact when she says, I'm not even close to being ready. That's from another episode. Really? Yeah. So she either authentically did say it in this episode and they just pulled it for something else, but I don't think so because I feel like it was a while. It was earlier. Like it it, it wouldn't have made sense time-wise. So yeah, that's from another episode for sure. And then 
I mean, obviously the guy does look like he was waiting there. So that seems real. But I feel like maybe they put that audio in of them packing. Like, I feel like that was probably earlier in the day or something. Like, it just, I just, I think that they were desperate for something. And they just pretended like she was going to be late for this. Which, like, what are even the stakes? Like, we don't even really know. Was she going to miss her flight? Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And they were talking about, um she had to be there at a certain time and it was 10 minutes till and that's when she was at the top with the suitcase and I was like okay (laughs) yeah and they live in Calabasas so like she's wherever she's going it's far it's far you know from from it's far from LAX and like the main Burbank where the other airport is they could have done something better to get the tension going I feel like yep but nope just just a regular packing scene (laughs) I wasn't even I wasn't even nervous and by the way like I totally get that they're not allowed in the bedrooms and that was that was the boundary that they put up which I think is really healthy but for a scene like that, I feel like there were times when they let them go upstairs, like they had to verify, they had to approve it. Um, that would have been a great scene. Like, what does Jessica pack when she goes on a trip? And what's her process like? Is she like a fling clothes everywhere type of person? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that she didn't just have Casey pack for her, right? Like, I think a lot of celebrities do not pack for themselves. So that and- like would have been interesting too. Like, I would love to see Jessica pack today. Like, I think that would be very funny. <laughs> And maybe she did have someone pack for her, but they wanted to make her still seem so relatable. And so they didn't film that part. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Actually, Nick, in a few episodes before this, he actually built her. Well, he didn't build it. He hired like a company, but he surprised her with a closet. Yeah. And I like we that. don't even. Yeah. Like we don't even get to see her use it. Yeah. That's a good point. Dang so, it. I know. What the heck, MTV? Can uh, Here's the thing. Like, I would so give up a year off my life if they would just release the newlyweds footage that they have. Like the you Big know, Brother footage. Dude, they filmed them from morning till night. You yeah. know, they didn't know what they were doing like today where they set up the scenes and, okay, Kim, we're going to – you're going to have the conversation now with Chloe about, you know, the dog. Like, they, mm-hmm. don't, they didn't do that. I mean, they did it a little, but they were just figuring that out, you know. Like, they were – I mean, Jessica and Nick have said many times they were just – they would wake up, go downstairs, put their mic pack on, and they would just film them doing nothing. That's how they got the chicken of the sea thing. Like, they, they were probably hanging out on that couch for, like, hours, you know. That is wild that they – we're just there just waiting for something to happen. That's a lot of pressure too. <laughs> I know. It's actually crazy that it turned out as well as it did, you know? I mean, that's some slick editing. You have to have – well, I was going to say you have to have two really entertaining people, but you really have to only have one entertaining person <laughs> and then one person just to like look at her like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then Nick and Drew are in Fiji, like I said. There's this running joke throughout the episode about how romantic it is for the two of them. And they're just such, like, even though they weren't dads at the time, they are such dads. Yeah. They, I mean, I appreciate their relationship. Like, it's very clear that they like each other, which Mm -hmm. is nice. Um, But yeah, it was just like two goofy goobers somewhere (laughs) where they don't belong, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And Nick keeps talking about like sharks and how he's scared of that, but nothing really comes of it. They don't even try to like act like there's a shark or anything. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. It's so lazy. So um, Jessica, (laughs) Jessica's on QVC promoting dessert. And I think it's funny because the host says, 
I'm so excited to have you because I know you're super excited and I know you're very involved in this line. Now, Jessica wasn't involved in it at all. (laughs) And when Jessica replies, she doesn't say like, yes, I'm super involved. She just replies and goes, I'm very passionate about the line. (laughs) (laughs) Comedy queen at work again. Yeah, she's like, they don't pay me to lie for them. So you're just getting a basic statement. But yeah, then when the lawsuits came through, of course, the official rep statement was like, Jessica is merely a spokeswoman. She has nothing to do with this. (laughs) It's definitely not Jessica Simpson's line. Absolutely not. No. And you know what? She did. She kind of learned her lesson because we all know that she's super involved with the Jessica Simpson collection and everything has to either get final approval from her or Tina. And that still remains to this day. That's what they say anyways. And with dessert, there's an episode of Newlyweds where Jessica hasn't even seen the packaging. And there she's like, oh, I'm so excited to see the packaging. Like she didn't approve anything. You know what I mean? She was literally just the face of it. And it was just like a business partnership. And I think like that doesn't resonate with people as much as what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. I would agree for sure. Yeah. So it was a good learning experience for her. Don't make products that bees are attracted to. So, <laughs> yeah, don't create dangerous products. Yes, we all learn. We all we all move forward. So then I was shocked by this. Jessica goes into like the green room or whatever, and there's I guess someone from QVC, this woman in a pink blazer, uh-huh. and she like acts like she's bowing down to Jessica because she says they made five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, which is. I mean, I can't even fathom that. From dessert? Like these like individual items that you can purchase. You know what I mean? It's not like it's one huge thing. It's not even like it's like laptops or TVs or something that are – it's like, you know, $1,000 a pop or something. These are like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think – I'm not saying she was like lying or anything, but I did the math, 500,000 divided by 40, Mm -hmm. and that's 12,500. So – I'm like, okay, I could I mean, see them selling 12,000 units. Yeah, that's that's probable. Yeah. So I was then I was like, okay, okay, I get it. But I mean, that's still really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking about the QVC demographic, I mean, I feel like it makes sense, right? Yeah, but like that many – the thing is like that many people were tuning in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a huge deal. I, yeah, I guess it was that and um, Home Shopping Network. Yeah. Like, it's just so funny to me could that like because I think um, Jessica's I don't know if she was on at all, but like Jessica was supposed to be on HSN either last night or today. And I think something got messed up because of the hurricane. But I'm like, wow, the like ladies are still sitting in their living rooms petting the cat. Like, oh, my goodness. Look at that, Jessica. She's still so beautiful. She's looking so good. I'm glad she got rid of that guy like you know what I mean (laughs) yeah is petting the cat a euphemism I just wanted to ask (laughs) no I meant I was picturing like an old lady with like a white cat like she has like pink nails and she's like rubbing the you know the fur and she's like oh look at that Jessica Simpson still it was just a perfect opportunity for me to be a child (laughs) no it's okay be gross I mean you know this is uh I'm sure Nick and Drew would have gotten such a thrill from a, a sexual joke uh the fifth member of 98 degrees jesse chambliss <laughs> here i am oh my god no you would have been good as a boy bander yeah i feel like i'm a good like mid-tier you know <laughs> you're you're like lance yes i would have been like lance equivalent big compliment i love lance yeah i'll take it i mean i'll mm-hmm. take any spot 
<laughs> Actually, when I was just in LA, I'm not going to say who, um, but a friend of mine sent me Lance's address <laughs> because they were like, oh, you should totally drive by his house. It's a really nice house. And I know you love Lance. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> Did you? No, I honestly, I didn't have time because it's in Thousand Oaks. Oh, yeah. And that's like a little, it's a little off LA. It's not, you know, LA proper, really. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not from there. I don't know like the terminology, but it's not, it wasn't like close to where I was. But I would have driven by his house had I been in the area because I did drive by some other celebrity houses just because their addresses were basically public. And, you know, no one was harmed in my private celebrity tour. So don't worry. Well, we used to put our phone numbers and addresses in the, yellow pages i mean like in the phone book everybody knew. knew where we lived so it's like eh, you know i know that's how i prank called all my teachers in school <laughs> i feel bad about <laughs> i think oh. i scared a few of them but oh man but yeah so then nick and drew are in a helicopter they meet up with this scary water guide this was like the only interesting part of their whole all of their scenes this guy had parents who were cannibals and he talks about like all the animals that they eat on Fiji, which is like bats, horses, dogs, and big frogs with big eyes. Mm -hmm. And he tells this story about how Thomas Baker was killed and eaten by a tribe in Fiji and then Nick is like, oh, how long ago is that? And he jokes and says, oh, it was about 10 years ago now. But they play it like he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Their faces when he said that. <laughs> Perfection. Other provinces, they like to eat a horse. But uh, in uh, mostly people from the island in the ocean, they eat a dog. Hey, what's your living? Fijian people like during in cannibalism time. They used to eat each other. These people here. It's a fish missionary that arrived in Fiji. That was Thomas Baker. And he came here in Fiji and went right to a village called Numutautau village. So these people here, when they saw how Thomas Baker, how the white skin is, said, wow, this must be the good person to eat. So what they did, they caught Thomas Baker, they killed him, they cut him into small pieces, they put it on the clay pot, they cook it up and they eat it. And when they eat a person, they usually fight for the brain. Because the brain is so sweet and gives strength to them. How long ago was that? Was it been like uh, 10 years now? I mean, I knew that it wasn't 10 years prior, but I did look it up and it was 1867. Yeah. I mean, that really happened. <sighs> I, I don't Anything's know it, too close for comfort when it comes right. to cannibalism. So, yo, I watched that Dahmer series. Mm hmm. Mm. So I'm like, between this story and that series, I've just had enough of cannibalism for a while. Like, I just don't want to, I feel like I don't need to think about it for another few years. Not a sentence that you anticipate saying often in your life. No. <laughs> I'm just kind of over cannibalism. I feel like it's really, the market's really saturated and, you know, I just can't talk about it anymore. No, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, that that was like the only entertaining thing I found because like I was basically on my phone during these scenes because I'm just like over it by this point. Like them trying to make Nick happen, like it just wasn't happening. And when I heard him, when I I, I was like out of the, I, I like I was like barely listening, and then I hear him talk about like, oh yeah, they fight over the brain because it's the sweetest part. I was like, mm, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is Newlyweds that I'm watching, right? Like, I didn't just <laughs> click back to Netflix. Like, this is Newlyweds? What? 
Yeah, it reminded me of this class I had. Uh, I didn't have to take it. It was an elective course, and it was called World Cultures. And I kind of we had a sort of wacky social studies teacher in my high school who um, invented this class, and he would like have us learn about you know different cultures and everything. But he would have us try food that would have made us generally uncomfortable, like tongue and brains and all that kind of stuff. And oh, so God. that was it. Harkened back to that time for me. <laughs> so you had an episode of Survivor as your upbringing, basically. Kind of for one semester, yeah. And we had to make fire to get an A in the class, huh. like with a bow and a spindle. We had to like put the ember in the tinder <laughs> and oh then like gosh. blow on it and drop it in a metal like can outside of the outside of the school. Wait, are you telling me your teacher was Boston Rob? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. Did you eat any? You ate cow tongue? Yeah, I did some tongue. I'm pretty sure we did some brains. I've also eaten um, guinea pig in Ecuador because it's a delicacy there. Okay, that's different though. Yeah, I mean, but if you've ever eaten, a guinea pig is not an ideal animal to consume. Ew, why? What was it like? The texture. If you have texture issues at all, which I really don't, um, it will send you over the edge. <gasps> Gamey. Yes, it's gamey. It's like rubbery and slippery. Ew. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has any guinea pigs, keep them away from Jesse. He might get hungry. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, I got one in the fridge. Don't worry. I'll be fine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. I didn't know that about you, that you have you've, – you've had, you've had some tongue. Good for you. <laughs> sure have. <laughs> See, like, this is not what I expected to be talking about, but thank you to this descendant of cannibals. Mm -hmm. We've had this amazing conversation. Yeah, we appreciate what you've done for us. Mm -hmm. So uh, speaking of animals, Jess has a performance at the San Diego Zoo, and mm -hmm. <laughs> this moment is so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, would you like to talk about this moment with the um, animal noises? Um, you, you take this one because I want to talk about a uh, different animal moment. Oh, okay. See, there's there's plenty. Mm -hmm. We have a whole cornucopia here at the Ashley and Jesse cast of moments. So there's some animal noises going on, indistinguishable to Jessica, who says, she goes, this place is full of dogs. <laughs> Which, like, it's a zoo, so no, like, they don't have dogs, usually. Um, <laughs> and Casey's like, they're seals, right? <laughs> and the thing is, they did kind of sound like dogs. I'll give it to her if you... Sure. They did, but yeah. it's just that if she had just taken a moment to be like, okay, it sounds like dogs, but we're at a zoo, so. Like, this is what I always say about Jessica is, like, she just doesn't do an A to C, like, <laughs> in her mind. You know how we all do that? Like, when we see something or hear something weird and we think something stupid and then we're like, oh, no, 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 wait. Like, I'm on Earth, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then we don't say the thing out loud. Like, Jessica is just so comfortable, like, as herself, and I think it's such a good quality that she just is like, wait. <laughs> Like, she just, like, says it out loud, and it's like, no, honey. <laughs> yeah. And there's other animal encounters that are – she's just always funny. So funny. But the thing is, like, why I, – I don't know how the San Diego Zoo is set up. Like, why were there seals behind the stage? Like, I'm confused, but we'll leave that for Blackfish to explain. Mm -hmm. Blackfish, too. Yeah, we don't have the answers. Yeah. Um, but I hope those seals – those seals are so lucky that they got to go to a Jessica Simpson concert. <laughs> And bark at her. Yeah. 
And so this is when Jessica does her serenade, her famous serenade that she's done at many shows. But first, I'm so mad that they didn't show this because they're playing I Have Loved You, her song from In the Skin. Do you know mm-hmm. that song? Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite Jessica songs. I think it is such a beautiful song. It, it has such lovely imagery with the lyrics. Like she's talking about nature so much on that album and it's like the most beautiful song. And then they cut it off right away. And we don't even get like the best parts of I Wanna Love You Forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Have Loved You is also one of my top Jessica songs. So I feel your pain. <sighs> Um, but I will say the serenade moment was really funny for me. It's one of the things I wrote down. It's cute. Because she kept saying, don't touch my butt. She was like, you're not going to be weird, right? <laughs> she was like, don't touch my butt. Like, you can't touch my butt to this guy. Yes. And I was just cracking up because she was just like, she was on that. Like, I need, I need you to know that you, and then she said, um, don't touch me unless I touch you and like grab your hand. <laughs> yeah. She laid down the law. I know. I loved it. And that guy was just like, I'll do anything. Like, I don't care. Oh, he couldn't have been smiling bigger. And look, I don't want to stereotype. I don't want to generalize, but in my opinion, I don't think he's the type of man that would want to grab Jessica's ass. Yeah, you know what he, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't think she had anything to worry about. He was just smiling too big to be a straight guy. They don't yeah. smile that big. Yeah, straight men are too unhappy. Yeah, I mean, they're miserable. <laughs> I mean, just look at Nick. He had he could have her any night of the week and no, not a lot of smiling going on. Yeah. and But, yeah, that, that moment where she just, like, lays down the law, that was, a, <laughs> that was a standout for me in this episode. I thought it was really funny. So... Is there any guy out here that needs to be serenaded? If you come up here, will you be tame? If you can't touch my butt or any other foreign object, will you be good? Okay. All right. Okay, what's your name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Do you think Jonathan deserves a serenade? Try not to touch my butt. Well, why don't you just try to keep your hands to yourself unless I grab your hands and put them somewhere. Yeah, and she's so, like, she's the queen of being, like, the hottest girl, but then saying something gross, and she says twice, I'm sorry if I have bad breath. Yes, that part too. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She was like, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's what I loved is that, like, it's, it's funny enough that she says it in the middle of this, like, passionate song. But then at the end, like, after he sits down, she's like, no, 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 seriously, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, I actually meant that. Yeah, I'm like, damn, you know, we need to get Casey on here to to report, like, did she actually have bad breath? Was she actually embarrassed or was she just trying to be cute? I feel like she really did have bad breath and she realized it, like, in the middle of the lyric and she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, when you're singing and your mouth gets dry, yeah. you get that dry mouth taste, you know the one. Oh my God. No, this happens to me all the time actually before I perform because like I'll have coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have a good mint in between that and when I'm performing, like it's not a good situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I talk all day for my job. So I'm just always kind (laughs) of like, well, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Good luck to those around me. Yeah. And so then there's more footage of Nick in Fiji, which, you know, who cares? And then we go to Jessica's video shoot for Angels. Yes, which I have lots of thoughts about. Okay, go. So this is the animal moment that I wanted to talk about (laughs) because they have 
in the video, there's the scene where she's singing and like the doves are flying. Are, are they are they technically doves? Right? No, this what is they? what I would <laughs> they're homing pigeons. Pigeons, yes, they're homing pigeons. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, so you throw them out, like the the handler like takes them out of the cage and throws them out like one by one, you know, and so they're flying taking flight by the time they reach Jessica and she's like, I hate birds. <laughs> I hate birds. <laughs> and um whenever they're they're flying she kind of like stops lip syncing for a second and like just grabs her hair and she's like looking around terrified <laughs> and i think they asked her if like did a bird like touch you or, or like or like poop on you or whatever and she was like they were just like on top of my head <laughs> it's like no they weren't girl yeah no they were flying by you but like they weren't on you and i thought that was the funniest animal moment because she just looked mortified and she was uh-huh. holding her head um but there was another um period or, or in a different scene in the when, while they're shooting it too um she has a wardrobe malfunction yes and, her boob came out yes and she said i have really powerful boobies and i also thought that was really funny because she said boobies <laughs> facts though she does yeah she does have powerful boobies um yeah but and so they were having to like get her get her situated and um very very specific reference for the time she said i had a janet jackson moment oh yes poor Mm -hmm. janet being known for that shit i know it was just like sign of the times you know whether it was wrong or right she said it it was a sign Mm -hmm. of the times very much a sign of the times that really stuck out to me because it reminded me of what era we were in in pop culture Mm -hmm. post super bowl absolutely Oh my god, that was certainly something. Um, Leah, did you know the song Angels before Jessica covered it? No, I thought it was Jessica's song up until like I did this podcast. Yeah, so I did because I like Robbie Williams. Mm-hmm. And so I've loved this song. And when she covered it, I was like, oh my gosh. Because I felt like people my age didn't really know that song. It was more like, it's very like adult contemporary, you know, um, not for a teenager like me. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't the target demo for Robbie Williams um, at the time, but I really liked her cover. And there's another famous person who did a cover for his album and it was David Archuleta. So there are, there are two, you know, really notable names who have covered this song, even if you don't know Robbie Williams. Well, of course I know Millennium, but I think Mm -hmm. that's the only Robbie Williams song that I know. Yeah, he didn't really like super, super crossover into the U.S., but he was in a boy band Mm -hmm. and they had one song that was they were very popular in Ireland and the U.K., but they had one song in the U.S. that was popular in the early 90s. So, yeah, kind of an obscure person. So I've always wondered how she decided to cover that song, if it was something that the label just like gave to her and they were like, "We, we need a cover or if she really likes that song personally. I do know that she does really like it personally. I don't think that that was just handed to her by the label. But I've always wondered why at the height of her success that she chose to release two covers as singles. It's always been puzzling to me. It's – I mean because In the Skin is such a great album that you could pick several. I mean there's several songs off of there that I think would have done well, especially at the height of her fame. And instead Mm -hmm. she's like – I don't know. Like, I think Angels is more appropriate for her because she's always been so open about her religion, and I just think it suits her voice, and she just kills it when she sings live. Take My Breath Away is a favorite of a lot of people, and I really don't get it. Like, I'm just I'm just like, girl, you – like, <sighs> Forbidden Fruit was right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. 
And I would I like Justice for Sweetest Sin because I actually really like that song. Me too. Me too. I yeah. I I love Sweetest Sin, and then obviously with you is just like a once in a lifetime amazing pop song. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot. I just don't understand how she followed it up with two songs that weren't even hers because I feel like it was her moment to like okay release a song that you really you know, you wrote and that, I mean, she didn't write I Have Loved You. I think there was one other song on In The Skin that she didn't write, but the rest that she wrote all of them except those two. So, oh, Sweetest Sin is the other one she didn't write, even though it was like supposed to be about, you know, losing her virginity to Nick or whatever, but um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah. So I just was really disappointed by that. But I do think Angels is is a beautiful moment anytime she sings it live. Like, what do you think of her? Since you loved it before, what did you think of her cover? I think I initially, like, I liked it, but I didn't really understand. I think I was confused because it was the second cover that she released. So I wasn't really vibing with it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like how she performs it mm-hmm. in her very Jessica way, you know? Yeah, me so too. So I think I appreciate it more now. She even did it at the VMAs, which, like, it, this is so not a VMAs song. <laughs> yeah. And also, once again, a cover for your, your performance. I know. I mean, she did She sense. did With You, too. But, like, I feel like she should have just did With You. I, then, I agree. Sometimes when they do the, the medley, it, I'm just like, we don't need that. Just give us the song. Yeah. I hate when it's, like, they seem so preoccupied with transitioning the song to the next song that that doesn't even they like can't even catch their breath that's Mm -hmm. how um super bowl performances feel to me sometimes yeah really rushed yeah it's um i don't know it's tricky that was her only vma performance too like come on that's wild i know so yes i always thought they were doves but then i looked on the box it said homing pigeons and i guess it makes sense right like they have to use homing pigeons because i don't know if doves come back yeah. <laughs> so. And they would just be like, bye. Later. Like, we have one chance to get this, everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, smile, you know. So then Nick and Drew make a big deal about going to buy a, quote, male sarong. Because apparently this is what they wear in Fiji. But, I mean, they made such a big deal out of it. Like, it was, you know, this this thing. And then nobody else is wearing them. Which I wonder if that was a setup for the show. But even if it was, it's stupid anyway. Because it's not like they were wearing... They acted like they were wearing like 80s prom dress. Like pink, frilly, girly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they actually looked pretty good in them, I thought. Yeah. And it was... Fu- like, it just is basically like, do you wrap a towel around your waist when you get out of the shower? Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that groundbreaking, sister. Like, you're going to be no. fine. And then... They, they say that – Nick says that the prime minister invited them mm-hmm. to a special dinner, which like, okay. What? Like he didn't have anything better to do that night. I mean the prime minister. I'm, I'm sure Nick didn't, but sorry, Nick fans. But I mean, you know, he he's on this vacation. I'm sure he has nothing going on, you know. But the prime minister? Okay. I mean if I was a prime minister of anything, I just – that's not how I would spend my time, especially because – they have this ceremony, which no disrespect to Fiji and the culture, but I just thought it was funny that like Nick gets this ceremony. Like, what was it for? What does it mean? There was a slow clap going on as mm-hmm. Nick drank something. I'm like, what is he drinking? Like, yeah, do you have any idea? The three times afterwards in response. What was that? They gave no context. No. 
so I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what it was. It was just like, okay. It was one of those things I was just like mindlessly watching it because it didn't make sense to me. It was so serious. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like a fun, like, thank you for visiting Fiji, Fiji like celebrity, Nick Lachey. It was like, we're initiating you into our family. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, you know, is he... Like, what's going on? That, if anyone has any insight, if anyone out there is from Fiji or you you know what that is, please DM me because I actually am genuinely curious. I'm not just joking. I'm like, why did they do that? Yeah, I think we were all wondering. Yeah. So then Nick and Drew surf, I guess. And <laughs> that's all I wrote for the notes. I don't even know. I didn't pay attention. Did you? I mean, kind of, but it was not exciting. It didn't no. fit with the tone of the episode. I mean, like the Fiji stuff just didn't make any sense. Yeah, and I get I wonder if Nick had something in his contract that he has to be he has to have a storyline in every episode cuz they really are just like they're white knuckling it. They're doing everything they can to like please let's have something for this guy. Yeah. But I'm like it would have been fine if there's just a few episodes of Jessica cuz I wanted to see more of Jessica. I want to see what she's doing. I want to see like another song from her performance or her being confused as she walks by the lions and saying they're tigers or something. You know what I mean? Like I want more of that. And that's what America wanted too exactly but they were equally billed so you know i'm (laughs) sure that they like they probably did have to do something for him yeah i well i know a girls next door hef had a had something in his contract that he had to be in every single episode and so sometimes if you watch that show it's like the girls are on a trip or something and they have to like call him and be like uh hey how are you and and it's like very you could tell that He's just like, all right, miss you guys. Bye now. Like, it's just awkward. Go have fun, girls. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. So yeah, it basically ends with this weird montage suggesting that their trip was romantic for Nick and Drew, which they did the same thing the episode before with Nick and Joe. Mm -hmm. Nick, like, slowly putting his arm around Drew, like, all of this, like, very goofy stuff. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just so, like, it's just such an it's boring and and then the final scene of jessica and casey is just this this you know very compelling scene of casey can't get the suitcase up the stairs and so jessica has to go help her and the whole time i was thinking like lift with your legs not your back i didn't want jessica to hurt herself that was literally that was that was what i was thinking of edge of my seat (laughs) will she get it up the stairs (laughs) i mean this is what reality tv used to be now it's like Oh, I thought Tristan and I were back together, but he has a child with someone else now. It's like, whoa. Right. But I I kind of miss the like, oh, I can't get my suitcase up the stairs, you know. (laughs) The innocent simplicity. A different time. Yes. So that is the episode. And now we can get into our fashion segment. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. So what was your favorite look or what stood out to you this episode? I personally loved the dress she was wearing for the music video mm-hmm. for when the pigeons were being released because I am anytime that there's like a fan and a hair blowing moment and a flowy dress like I'm sold. Yeah, she was living her Mariah fantasy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why like I love Mariah. I love any any artist that capitalizes on that. If there's like a desert music video, you know, any of that, that's going to be my favorite, my standout. So that was my choice for the episode. There's actually a really famous fashion moment in this episode, but it's they show it for like two seconds. What is it? It's when Jessica is getting out of a car in New York. Uh-huh. She's wearing that brand Primp, 
like a matching sweatsuit with ice cream on the back. It's like a blue okay, sweatsuit yeah, yeah, with yeah. a splatter. And the thing is, is that she rolled up the sweatpants and she's wearing high heeled white shoes. And it's just such a contrast because she's wearing like sweats, which most people would not wear with high heels and she's wearing high heels. And she looks so good. Wow. I like fully glazed over that with my brain. Her hair and makeup is perfect. And I just like, I've always loved that look like ever since. I think it's so cute when girls have like full hair and makeup, but they're wearing sweats. I don't know why. It's just adorable to me. Yeah, I agree. And of course, I mean, she looked great. And she also looked gorgeous in that pink halter dress that she wore on hsn yeah and that and during that moment too i i just didn't want to forget this the woman they showed that woman the host having to like run off to her next segment but they didn't provide any context so after she wrapped up with jessica it just looked like she literally sprinted away for no reason because like they went from like this tender moment on camera where she's like thank you so much jessica like blah 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 and then like cut and she was like gotta go bye and like sprints off and i thought that was hilarious yes i feel like i also saw that on it might have been kathy griffin um my life on the d list like Uh they have to run across the studio to get to their next thing yeah what a time (laughs) so that's basically it for the fashion she also wears that like really pretty green cami that has like lace and sparkles on it when she's performing in her show Mm -hmm. i love i love that i love her casual style just as much as her dressy yeah because correct me if i'm wrong this was like very much the era of like the silk spaghetti strap shirt with mm-hmm. jeans and then the um, a high heel, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that continued until like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Like that pe- was a big trend. Yeah. People did that for a while and they would like put a blazer over the silk shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is going to do it for <laughs> the fashion segment and the episode. So here at the Ashley and Jessica, if this is your first episode, you may not know, we rate the episode based on something from the episode. So for instance, I rate this three out of five cans of chicken of the sea or whatever. So Jesse, what do you rate this episode, The Traveling Newlyweds and why? I'm going to rate this two homing pigeons. <laughs> Just because Jessica had some moments that made me laugh out loud. But other than that, it's a throwaway. So I'm I'm not going to give it a f- – I wouldn't give it just one. So it gets two. Oh, yeah. That's actually perfect. I don't know if I can approve upon that because – actually, you know what? I'm going to do a little higher just because we got the primp sweats, which is one of my all-time favorite Jessica looks ever. Fair. We only got it for two seconds, but, you know, what can I say? Um, It was worth it to me. So I'm going to give it 2.5 confusing – intense ceremonies <laughs> out of five um and i usually don't use a nick reference for the for the final rating but i was truly confused by that i don't know if he's legally a fiji resident to this day or what it is but but it, it was intriguing so thank you mtv for that and um thank you jessica for inventing sweats yeah first one to ever wear them mm-hmm. we love it we love it so I have to say thank you so much. This was your third appearance. Very few people. Not everybody has that. Yeah, I'm genuinely honored <laughs> that you asked me again. Like, thank you so much. I I loved watching this episode, even if it was a weird one. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope I had something to contribute, but there wasn't a lot that happened. No, you made you made this episode. You, I'm meaning my podcast episode. You made it perfect with your presence and you definitely improved upon whatever happened in whatever this episode was of newlyweds i think we improved upon it tonight 
Well, thank you. As <laughs> always, it was a blast and we could talk for forever. So we have to set boundaries. But Yes, we do. We do. You kind of already did, but real quick, just remind people um, the name of your podcast and where they can find you. Yeah. So my podcast is called Jesse's Girls. Uh, just like there's no I in team, there's no I in Jesse. So mm-hmm. you can find me on social media at Jesse's Girls Pod. Or if you want to look at my personal social media, it is Chambreezy. And remember, it's Z-E-Y. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Jesse. <laughs> Again, and everybody else, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.